in a video nasty. I wouldn't. I have far too much. How, how can you judge on a video nasty? Oh, have you never seen one? I actually don't need to see visually what I know is in that film. Hello there, and welcome to the Video Nasties podcast. My name's Christopher Brown. Mexico's entry into the Video Nasties list is a wonderfully bonkers mix of female wrestling, mad scientists, and a deranged killer on the loose. Surprisingly, though, the film wouldn't have even hit the Video Nasties list if it had been released in its original, original version. For this is a film that hit trouble mainly because of the efforts made to sex it up for the foreign market. Ignoring the hype and the nastiness now, at its heart, Night of the Bloody Apes is a fun little slice of B-movie cheese. An orgy of terror. It's the light of a bloody apes. Creatures born of madness, half man, half beast, all horror. It's the monster! The night of the bloody apes. One man shares their terrible secret. One man challenges nature. On the night of bloody apes, sharing their bloodlust in the name of science, daring divine will with his bizarre creations. But a horrible half-beast, half-human. They strike again, and again, and again. The lust of a man in the body of a beast. What can stop them? What can appease them? Half man, half beast, all horror. Nobody sleeps, beware. The night of the bloody apes. They rip, they tear, they claw you to pieces. It's an orgy of terror. Beware, it's the night of the bloody apes. They claw you to pieces. It's an orgy of terror. Beware. 
It's the night of the bloody apes, and the creatures of hell are loose. The night of the bloody apes. Our story features about a female masked wrestler called Lucy, who beats up her opponents in the wrestling ring. And um, <clears throat> when she she finally knocks her out cold, um, Lucy can't handle the stress of wrestling anymore. Meanwhile, elsewhere, a mad scientist attempts to cure her son's leukemia by doing an ape-to-human heart transplant. He puts a gorilla's heart into the boy and uh, in, uh, in this operation which turns the man into a a, a man-ape monster who then goes on the rampage. He's deformed and mutilated and has hair all over him and becomes far more like a... Well, far more like the the organ donor, really, like an ape. He tears off women's clothes and then rips off men's faces. Night of the Bloody Apes is the title of the 1972 English-language version of the 1969 Mexican horror film The Humanfids Bista Humana, The Horrible Man-Beast, which is also known as Horror e Sexo, which is horror and sex, which is probably my favourite title, and as Gormar, the Human Gorilla. The film was originally directed by Rene Cardona, and it was a remake of his 1962 film, the Wrestling Woman versus the Murderous Doctor, which has the title in the US, Doctor of Doom. It's the first of a series of films that, that he invented, basically, that blends together lucha libre, the wrestling genre, and horror. So the plot obviously concerns this mad scientist who transplants this gorilla's heart into his dying son, which does save his life, but transforms him physically as well as mentally. He has a kind of... Um, his face becomes far more gorilla-like with like flared nostrils and he like looks kind of hybrid between man and ape the plot of Night of the Bloody Apes does not really concern our uh, our female wrestler though she doesn't bring the ape man to justice nor does she tear the wrestler apart she has much less to do really rather than pronounce the role of the plot, which kind of insinuates it proves how how little and threadbare the plot actually is. Um, our ape man only goes on the rampage a couple of times, and uh, there's some lengthy wrestling scenes in there to kind of bulk up the time. But I feel I'm to blame. And why are you to blame? It was an accident. The risk is there for anyone who decides to be a wrestler. I never should have thrown her out of the ring. But she would have done the same to you if you had given her the chance. Oh, I only pray that it's not serious. And I hope you're right. How is she, Doctor? Fractured her skull. Are you related to her in any way? No, we're friends, just friends of hers. It's that she has no parents. Oh, this is Lucio Sodio. How do you do? And I'm Arthur Martinez, Lieutenant of the Police Special Service. Thanks. It's 
nice to know you, Lieutenant. Same here. Doctor, is it serious? I'm afraid it is. A sliver of bone has lodged in the cerebrum and we'll have to remove it surgically. Have them call Dr. Crowman for an operation emergency and begin the preparations for the operation. Yes, Doctor. Please come with me so that you can give all the data referring to the patient and explain your part in the accident. Um, Rennie Cardona co-wrote the screenplay with his son, R.C. Jr. Uh, and, it, and it had it did indeed start off life as this kind of far more mishmash of ideas and genres and far, far tamer. Um, Doctor of Doom was about a mad scientist who, who used his ape assistants to kidnap young women so he could practice brain implants on them. Um, and that obviously wasn't touched on in this story. It's just kind of elements have been used, really. And so, you know, they, they both feature these kind of, I would say, excessive amounts of footage between uh, between female wrestlers. And the, uh, but in the, in the case of Nice and Bloody Apes, Obviously, really, there's only one bloody ape who getting involved in this as well. The, uh, the heroine has a policeman boyfriend who's kind of like on the on the on the prowl trying to catch our man. Now, in the late 1960s, it was pretty standard practice amongst Mexican filmmakers to produce alternative cuts to their movies, one for the domestic market, and another one spiced up with more nudity for international export. Now, that's not uncommon, really, and still isn't to this day. In fact, um, you know, obviously in America we have the the, the 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 cult, as it were, of of, of creating an R rated cuts to the cinema, and then before trying to sell the Blu-ray off the fact that there's a bit more gore involved and a bit more nudity, perhaps. Um. <clears throat> so two years after the cinema release of, uh, I'm going to call it Horror and Sex because it's my favourite version title. Um, the rights were purchased by Gerald Intranata, and now he is. Known as, uh, well, we'll get onto him in a bit to be fair, but he did, I don't know, create one film I think you might know. Um, so he reworked material, adding in a bit more nudity, a handful of, uh, spectacular, if not very convincing, gore scenes, and possibly where this one came up and cropper with the, 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 the um, the sensors, uh, footage of actual genuine open heart surgery and unsurprisingly the advertising played up on these elements as well um interesting as well it also features edits cuts in fact trimmed out of the film that were things that anything could give or portray its mexican origins street science and so forth to give it a more international flavor or really really to exercise the elements that make it mexican although Unsurprisingly, or perhaps surprisingly, the, the lengthy scenes of female wrestling in masks was kept in. Not possibly, he, he, for some reason maybe, he thought that that would not give away too much of his, uh, of the origins of the film, or indeed possibly the fact that once you cut that out, you've got a very slow running time indeed. Everything is ready, Master. Once I was faced with a situation very similar. When you suffered that terrible accident, everyone assured me that you would die. Undaunted, I fought to save you. 
And now the two of us alone must fight to save the life of my son, who has been declared lost by our science. And when do you plan to do the operation? Right now, tonight. His hours of life are now counted. The transfusions of human blood have been ineffective against this terrible leukemia. I feel that the blood from an animal as powerful as that of a gorilla might annihilate whatever is causing the cancer in the blood. But are you sure his system can stand this transfusion? As it is now, no. Well, then, why are you going to run the risk? I'm going to use the gorilla's heart. You're going to... Transplant the hearts. Julio's for that of the gorilla. Move the table over to the cage. And prepare the gorilla. So the film was obviously co-directed by with his son Rene Cardona Jr., uh, who went on himself to have a, 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 a successful career in things like, uh, well, in making uh, international B movies using Spanish and Italian fondant, um, various things like Jaws ripoffs and stuff like that. Cortona had his father though had an incredibly successful career. Um, well, I mean, you know, he it, it, it starts off as a director in Mexico, um, working in, you know, in 1936, making A La Rancho Grande, uh, which was like his first step into the, the world of quite more impressive uh, filmmaking. He was um, originally a, um, well, he originally trained as a doctor, born in Havana, in Cuba, in 1905, he uh, he moved to America uh, because of financial troubles. However, he hit trouble himself financially during the Great Depression and had to and needed to find money together for um, the so. But luckily, knew Rudolph Valentino, the film director, film actor, and managed to get some work in various Spanish language films. His career became so prolific that between 1937 and 1986 he was directing over 100 films which led to some of the biggest uh, stars in Mexico taking part. Um, you know, In 1959 the notorious uh, Santa Claus, which is known as being a bit of a terrible movie these days, was made. And, uh, but he also made things like you know, m- fancy movies, El Santo, Blue Demon, Demon, um, Things like that, um, you know. Th- he did lots of things like Robin Hood and a lot of Mexican movies that were incredibly popular, and that led to uh, a career of a hundred films. He also acted as well, it's certainly in the in the forties when he, before he, you know while he was still establishing himself. Um, films like Lady Windermere's Fan and The Golden Boat, all sorts of stuff from the 40s in Mexico um, were, were very popular. He also appeared in, well, he was honoured in the Mexico National Film Library on December 15, 1986, and um, was honoured for 52 years of work in film, uh, a fantastic achievement. and 
I know he's more known now for, for the nasty, you know, for a nasty in this country, in Mexico. He's certainly a bit of a hero. Or was obviously was a bit of a hero. I mean, he died in nineteen in 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 the in the nineteen eighties, dying in in nineteen eighty eight, age eighty one, in Mexico City. And obviously, you know, he's got quite a um, reputation for being, you know, you know, quite although working in B movies, kind of being a you know the kind of man who. Who, you know, obviously has a massive input in films. However, a film like um, a man like Gerald Intratore, who is uh, you know our international man, unfortunately managed to uh, is not really known quite so well for films of a certain level. Indeed, Gerald Intratore is known for three films. I would say that you might know, Stripperama, which was uh, one of the is now seen as a bit of a historical document. It's got 1950s burlesque shows on, and it isn't filmed from the back of the. Um, the club, like a lot of those things were at the time, but was actually filmed in front of the camera. It's quite an odd experience. I think you you know, when people talk about Betty Page, it's in colour and you know, obviously very visible about what she did. So uh, it's quite that's why it's still quite seen. I think you can get a copy of it still. Satan in high heels as well, which is very much uh, what you'd imagine a film like that would be called, kind of influenced by like the Russ Meyer kind of work. Then he also did The Notorious Dr. Hump from 1969, which is um, black and white, quite notorious uh, science fiction, sexploitation kind of film about uh, a doctor who kidnaps people, uh, couples who are having sex, and then keeps them as prisoners. Um, yeah. <laughs> Great fun. <laughs> um, right, okay. Um, if you want to get in touch with me, please do. My uh, the web the email is uh, videonassispodcast at gmail or you can go to our website videonassispodcast.com and leave any comments on any of the articles that go up. Um, or you can get me on Twitter, which is at orange underscore monkey. That's my personal Twitter. So it's a bit random, but you can certainly say hello there, and a lot of people do. Uh, also, there is links on the site now to the Redbubble store, which has various Video Nasties t-shirts and stuff like that, posters and not just logo stuff, but, but other things as well, if that's the kind of thing you'd be interested in uh, in looking at. Um, you know, uh, Posting doesn't pay for itself, although really, to be fair, it's not costing me that much money. Um, but uh, I kind of just thought, I don't know, I just thought it'd be quite nice to have. Thanks for everyone who's been in touch, uh, including uh, John Cottage, who's at Chaosphere40k. Uh, thanks for everyone who retweets and draws attention to the podcast, and that's really great because obviously it gives us the opportunity to really show what we're doing. Um, next week, we have got uh, a different film again, unsurprisingly. Um, it is Night of the Demon. So we've had a uh, Films of, uh, well, we've had films featuring apes on the loose. Now we're going to have films featuring Bigfoot on the loose. Uh, not to be confused with the rather wonderful uh, Nigel Neal f- uh, penned 1950s horror. Uh, this is very much uh, backwards monster on the loose nasties. Um, so if you get a chance, give it a look. But until then, Take care, and I'll speak to you soon. Goodbye.
the film, this original movie, was released in cinemas with about a minute of BBFC cuts back in 1974, uh, mainly to the heart surgery. But it was released uncut in January 1983 by Iva Film Services. And by, ni- and by the November, it had been listed on, as a video nasty uh, and suffered a successful prosecution. It remained on the list throughout the panic, therefore, and become one of the collectible DPP-39s. Um, interestingly, in 1993, Vipco released it uncut. Uh, apparently had been not, you know, pre-cut beforehand, uh, but it was an unsanctioned release and had to be withdrawn from the shops, becoming quite collectible in itself. Um, in '99, the video was released on the Santica uh, label and was obviously the planned cut version from Vipco, as the Vipco logo remains. But uh, every single violent scene had been su- uh, had been removed before being submitted to the censors. Pre-cut version was released uh, by Film 2000-2002. It's only in 2012 a uh, Nucleus DVD finally get an uncut version. Um, you know, there's a lot of force stripping in there and stuff like that, but I mean, the age of the thing now, I think, is kind of uh, took away any edge for offence that might have uh, might have been in place back then. I'm from police headquarters. I want to see the sick man who was in this room. What sick man? He's a monster. Murdered a doctor and took off towards the roof. And on his way, he took a sick little girl out of this room. Surround the hospital, and if he sees no one is to shoot, a stray shot could hit the child. Yes, sir. One of you call the emergency squad. Have them bring a net in case he decides to jump. Right. How do I get to the roof? At the far end of the hall, to the left. What'll they do if they catch him? Kill him. There's no other way. Right. Okay. Um, if you want to get in touch with me, please do. My uh, the web the email is uh, videonassispodcast@gmail.com, or you can go to our website videonassispodcast.com and leave any comments on any of the articles that go up. Um, or you can get me on Twitter, which is at orange underscore monkey. That's my personal Twitter. So it's a bit random, but you can certainly say hello there, and a lot of people do. Uh, also, there is links on the site now to the Red Bubble store, which has various video nasties, t-shirts and stuff like that, posters and not just logo stuff, but, but other things as well. If that's the kind of thing you'd be interested in, uh, in looking at, um, you know, uh, posting doesn't pay for itself, although really, to be fair, it's not costing me that much money. Um, but, uh, I kind of just thought, I don't know, I just thought it'd be quite nice to have. Thanks for everyone who's been in touch, uh, including uh, John Cottage, who's at Chaosphere40k. Uh, thanks for everyone who retweets and draws attention to the podcast, and that's really great because obviously it gives us the opportunity to really show what we're doing. Um, next week, we have got uh, a different film again, unsurprisingly. Um, it is Night of the Demon. So we've had a uh, Films of, uh, well, we've had films featuring apes on the loose. Now we're going to have films featuring Bigfoot on the loose. Uh, not to be confused with the rather wonderful uh, Nigel Neal f- uh, penned 1950s horror. Uh, this is very much uh, backwards monster on the loose nasties. Um, so if you get a chance, give it a look. But until then... Take care, and I'll speak to you soon. Goodbye.
never seen a video nasty. I wouldn't. I have far too much. How, how can you judge on a video nasty? Oh, You've never seen one. I actually don't need to see visually what I know is in that film. table over to the cage and prepare the gorilla. Mm -hmm.